I'll come back. 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 Is it? Uh, is it me, Blue? Yeah. You got it right. Oh, are we? Let's. All right. Let's. So, oh, yes. Watch now with five viewers as it gives me an ad for Doritos. You had to say it, Schnee. You had to say it, Schnee. Now I've got hooks stuck in my head. Schnee! Schnee! I've, I literally have no idea what you're just referencing. He's right referencing. There. He's um, referencing Peter the Pan. Hook. The movie Hook. The Disney movie Hook. Well, the live Peter, action Peter, one with Robin well, Williams. Like, oh. Well, Peter and Peter Pan. His name. The, the, the number two was also called Schnee. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just checking to make sure we could hear our hear ourselves here. So it looks like we do. We do. So let us begin. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Barcast, where somehow the bar manages to get low each and every week. And the fact that I'm leading us in this time lets you know that both priest and pencil are both out on personal business right now, so you are stuck with my voice. Priest will actually be joining us a little later, though. So, yeah, get hype. Your bartenders for this evening are not a non-pencil and not Priest, Enigmatic Otaku. So here's what you do. First you grab Mountain Dew, then you unzip, then... And we're moving on to milk. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think we just need to keep going. And we've got Rav with us. Got him. And I am the Flammenwerfer. Today we've got a very special guest. We've got an awesome writer. We've got an awesome smut writer. We've got Drace Domino. Hi there. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. And of course. And uh, thanks for being on here with us and willing to tolerate us for two hours. So... For everyone who's just joining in for the first time, uh, we are a community-oriented and user-submitted podcast where you guys suggest to us who you would like on, and we make them miserable for a whole half, an hour and a half to two hours. So here we are. Oh, Fiora's in the chat. Hey, Fiora. So I see. we'll start off with the uh, very uh, generic questions that we ask everyone. It's a, tr a double or triple or so. So. Uh, Drace, who are you, and what do you do in this fandom? Well, uh, I am a fan fiction writer with uh, actually 20 years of experience in uh, fan fiction spaces spread across a couple of different monikers over the years. Specifically in the fan fiction and the Friendship, friendship is Magic uh, fandom, I you know, pretty much write smut. That is essentially what I'm known for. I think I have maybe one safe-for-work story uh, on film fiction, and if it got a chapter two, it would most certainly not stay safe-for-work. And that's essentially what I'm known for. I've also uh, released a, a handful of uh, books, and uh, I'm also active in other uh, fandom spaces as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So if, and if, go on. 
question to everyone. If anyone, if, if Drace made anyone here, including in the audience, shoot their goo, raise your hand. For fuck's sake. That's how we're starting. Okay. I don't need, I, I, don't, I don't need to know it. That's, that's a little bit too much information for me. I'm, I'm happy just being the supplier and people can enjoy it uh, at their <laughs> leisure. Fair, fair, fair. And uh, you said you had uh, two decades worth of experience. Does your uh, penchant of smut writing also extend to any fandoms previous or concurrent with MLP? Um, well, not, not like anything adjacent to MLP. Gen 4 was the first one I, I began to, uh, to write any kind of smut for. Gotcha. Uh, it started um, uh, with like Final Fantasy VII. That was like, that was like the first one I got engaged with fan fiction with and uh, a lot of you know obscure rpgs that back then people would would know but these days like a lot of people would you know tilt their heads and be like i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about mm, no definitely as long as, as long as you gave us tifa smut i am happy <laughs> i did do that yes yes classic 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 and a good kind of classic so Next question that we have, and uh, when we said uh, no politics, I lied a little bit because this one is inherently political. Who is best pony? Uh, are we talking main or like a side in, character? In general, if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, this is going to be a bit of a boring pick, but I, I feel like Twilight Sparkle is actually the the best possible lead for the for the series which version of her <laughs> well i if equestria girls would have gotten the same amount of seasons as as my little pony then probably her but uh as it is i mean there's just wait, so much lore mean, so much background wait do you mean sci twice specifically yeah yeah like, like i mean i i prefer sci twi better but i think from a from a character standpoint Twilight Sparkle has the best arc, the best character moments, is just flat out the best pony. Okay. That, it's interesting. It's because I don't remember the last time we've had a Twilight Sparkle as a, as a favorite pony. It's usually either one of the princesses or some very obscure one. So it's interesting to come right back to where it all started. So good choice, in my opinion. I don't think you can go wrong with Twilight Sparkle. I'm totally down with that. Now, and uh, my fellow bartenders will help me with this. Am I missing any questions here? I don't do this very often. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 winging it here. We're holding it all together with uh, duct tape and brick and uh, wishes. Bailing and bailing wire. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, one thing I will add to any of the listeners right now: if there are any other questions that weren't asked, feel free to. Uh, Put them in the Twitch chat, and I or one of the other tenders here will uh, will look for them, and if we have the time, we'll definitely put them forth to Drace to answer directly. So, without further ado, then, since we got the uh, generic questions out of the way, we'll get right into the actual questions. And uh, one last thing before we go off into Neverland: the drinking word for today is Celestia. So, feel free to drink along with us whenever. She is mentioned just like now. Celestia, please drink responsibly. Do not go to the hospital again. You know who you are. So, let us begin. All right. And 
Milk, I said I think you said we would start with Twitter first this time, right? Perfect. So we'll go we'll take it off the top from Twitter. And uh first Twitter question right to your right replying to you, Drace, is uh has playing uh TTRPGs influenced your writing? And this is by Incubius. What went into the choice to focus on fantasy as the first book and what makes Cat Girl so good? Uh, to answer the, the first part about TTRPGs, then, um, I mean, definitely. I, I've been a uh, huge fan of, uh, of D&D from, you know, high school onward. Um, and it's, it's really impossible to engage in a creative hobby like that and not have it, like, have, like, a ripple effect for any other creative thing that you produce. Um, just, you know, you're you're obviously going to draw from those experiences and, and kind of build on that. Uh, regarding fantasy for the the location for my first book, um, by the way, Rise of the Battle Bitch, available on Amazon. But, but it is, I, I, I enjoy the, the, the freedom of it in, um, I don't really have to worry about about knowing how certain things work. Um, like, if I were to write a story that takes place in a big city, I have never been on a subway in my damn life. I don't know how a subway works, like, like the, the fast-paced nature of it. Um, it's, but, it's like a Lovecraft uniform. That, and that's what, I'd, what I would assume, but it would be like, I, I don't necessarily want to dip too deep into something that I know that I'd be talking out of my ass on. And, uh, and also, I just, I just like fantasy. I like magic, uh, magic and, and, uh, like gnolls and shit like that. I mean, they're just, they're just fun. Uh, as far as why cat girls are good. I mean, people like girls, people like cats. It's a natural combination. How do you feel about sexy kobolds? Kobolds are also fine. I've seen a lot more uh, attention paid to kobolds um, than than I used to, which I didn't actually know that was a was like a burgeoning thing. But you know, more power to them. It's funny when you say what your explanation for cat girls. I think that's the most succinct explanation for why people like cat girls that I've ever heard. So I applaud you for that. So we move on then from uh, Hanky Bias, and we move on to Fred Kasdan, who asks, have you ever turned down a commission request because you were not keen on what they wanted for any reason? Um, regarding like, like turning that stuff down, if, if somebody comes to me with a commission and it's for a, for a kink or a pairing that, that I really don't like or I, or I just can't get into, um, I will turn it down, but it's never from a, oh, this is gross and I, you know, I don't want to do it that kind of fashion. It's more from a I don't know if I could really do this justice and I don't want to produce content that would not really uh, wouldn't really be worth be, you know, be worth your effort and your money because like sometimes this stuff can be hard to get your head around and you're not able to make proper erotic content if you're not able to to really kind of immerse yourself in why somebody uh why somebody enjoys it to that degree no that's a fantastic answer that i agree with 
because uh, I have some experience with that when I did a whole couple commissions way back when, and I did have I did turn one down that required some pairing between one of the main six and uh, one of the main characters of another fandom series that I had no experience in, and uh, they pretty much said you can do whatever you want, and uh, as little knowledge of of it is required of this other fandom that I had no idea. I forget what it even was. And like you said, I don't think I'd be able to do it justice because that wouldn't tell me get into a brand new fandom that I was never immersed in. That's that was probably a very niche type of thing, considering it's not really a kink or something like that. But well, that, that's a totally. I mean, I've 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 had to turn down uh, commissions based upon that as well. I mean, I'm I'm really not very knowledgeable about anime because I haven't watched that many and it's like you said sometimes people will be like well whatever you write is will be fine i'm sure and even if even if they are fine with it there's number one it's a matter of quality control you want to make sure that you're you know producing the best uh content you can but there's also the aspect of like even if the commissioner doesn't doesn't mind and even though they're the most important voice um you can be sure that like hundreds of other voices online will notice and they will mind and they will make that piece of work a particular sore spot for your name in that particular fandom and group oh 100 and even even then it's also your own internal voice they may be fine with it but are you fine with it and yeah. if you can't produce that level of qc like you said is that even actually okay with you so no i 100 agree i definitely like that answer so that's all they have. So moving on to uh, Orange, a more sugary red, who asks, "Do you ever do you ever switch up the pace, switch up the place you write, or do you always write at your desk?" That's a good question, actually. I used to have a, a tiny like office in our living room, but then whenever the pandemic started, my roommate started to work from home, so that area kind of got taken over. Um, and you know, through no fault of his own, obviously, but that that no longer became my my workspace. Um, so now I, I mostly just work at my, my computer in my room, which is kind of, you know, less than ideal, uh, because you never want to do your work at the same place where you have like recreation and especially in the room where you sleep in, because that's not really the most necessarily healthy habit, but, uh, you know, you make it work, you know, especially right now, everyone just kind of does what they can. No, Totally. Uh, do you ever like go out in public or like say to a coffee shop to write or could you not does your creativity not flow there oh well i i it's really hard to write the kind of content that i write in a public oh, space to begin that's with true. but um even even if i did um uh with you know obviously with everything going on um i i like there's like history of like asthma and stuff like that in my family so so going out in public was a big no-no like over yeah. the past like year and a half absolutely asthma bros i feel it <laughs> i feel that so okay now it makes perfect sense to me and uh moving on to kiwi Melian, who actually asked a very good question why mlp smut uh it's funny because i really don't write much in in mlp it's mostly equestria girls like 99.9 percent .9 equestria girls um but you know that i i think that the characters are extremely engaging they're they're very well written uh they're not necessarily complex characters 
but the the art style is very appealing and simple, and the performances uh, add a lot to the appeal of them. So I think that, as with you know pretty much any media that comes out, uh, especially nowadays, people are going to lean towards like, how can I? What what's another direction I can enjoy this from? I enjoy watching the show, but what if we get a little weird with it? So I think it's just natural. <laughs> um, good good uh, uh, media will always kind of have that have that side thing kind of coming in at an angle. Mm. Agree. Was it more like you saw the first episode of Equestria Girls and were just like immediately taken with it? Uh, I'm trying to remember my reaction when I first saw it. I know I liked it because, I mean, because, you know, like I was already invested in the show and, I mean, the the characters are literal carbon copies of each other, so mm. they, they kind of assured that, you know, if you liked one, you liked the other. Um, I like high school settings in general, especially in, in, in smut fiction, because um, I like, you know, like teachers and MILFs and that kind of thing, and it's just a smorgasbord for it. But... Ain't that um, the truth? Yeah, but I mean, it just it kind of sold me. I, I enjoyed it, um, and I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's start start it off." And my first uh, my first Equestria Girl story was uh, uh, Principal Celestia Stable, and it kind of got my foot in the door. Uh, people started to kind of you know contact me, and, and for the longest time, I didn't post on Fim Fiction because I didn't really know about it. I was posting on uh, AO3 and even worse, Hentai Foundry, which had this awful feature where when you post stories to evade Hasbro, they will replace characters' names with like like weird fill-ins. Oh my god! So yeah, like like instead of like Twilight Sparkle, it would be like Nighttime Twinkle or some crap like that. <laughs> oh god! Oh, it, uh, the, it, the, it was the funny thing. The funny thing is, what you're describing actually exists as a game as well. It's, it's so. Uh, I mean, it's. It, it was less than ideal posting circumstances. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. So when I found Fim Fiction, it was like, all right, let's do this. And you know, thankfully, uh, Celestia Stable kind of caught enough eyes that that people wanted to commission me for more. And you know, uh, here we are, a couple years later, and I'm very grateful to have been able to write so much in a, in a series that I do genuinely enjoy. No, I definitely feel the same way. And, uh, was, was EQG your, also your first commission or did you, were you doing commissions before? No, that? I, so I have, this has been my seventh year, uh, writing, uh, commissions for a living as my, my primary, uh, my primary source of income. Mm -hmm. Um, my first commission, I, do not even remember what it was. Huh, that's a that's a fine question. Um or a fine thought. I, I know you you didn't necessarily ask that directly. Um it was probably it was probably a Legend of Korra one, whenever Ooh, whenever it first okay. came around. Oh, oh, you got my interest. <laughs> well, I I have written a ton of Korra content, so not bad. That's you could have I, definitely started on worse things for a commission. That's for sure. That's oh yeah. I, yeah. I I think it's obvious by now, but I have a weakness for brawler women with abs. Eva, Cora, all that. 
Oh, I, I have definitely produced a ton of content uh, for, for Korath. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, and that actually leads tangentially into the next question by Orange, which is uh, another question from Orange, at least, who asks, uh, are there any fandoms you've grown out of and or any fandom or subject you've passed on from writing because it's too small or niche? So regarding uh, fandoms that I've kind of grown out of, mm -hmm. I, I don't think so because I think when I've gotten to a point of interest where I'm actually engaging in a fandom to the point where I'm looking at fan art and I'm looking at uh, fan fiction, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, all right, this is just going to be one of my, one of the things I like for life. I might not be as into it right now as I always will be, but I'm not going to turn my back on it. Um, there are, you know, like everybody grows out of certain things, but not to the mm -hmm. point where I would have ever said I was into the fandom. Like, I used to watch The Simpsons. I was, you know, a teenager in the 90s. I used to watch The Simpsons. I sure as hell don't anymore. I would say that, you know, that was like a, a big loss from, for the fandom in general. Um, regarding the other part of that question about turning down uh, commissions for, for uh, like, like niche uh, series, it's actually the opposite. If somebody comes to me with something that's obscure, I am so into it because some of the, the things that I am the most passionate about are these series that people just don't care about. Like, like the most recent is um, the Netflix Carmen Sandiego is like, come on, commission me for that. I love this series. I would really like to write smut for that. Um, or even going back uh, further, uh, the Sakodin games. I love the Sakodin games, and I would be mm. very happy if I could just write Sakodin every damn month. Um, or like the Lunar games from the old Sega CD, or uh, Popful Mail. Like really nice. old yeah. stuff, but... As you can imagine, I, there's not a lot of people that are looking to commission smut of a 30-year-old game from the Sega CD. I, I keep hoping that the next obscure game you mentioned was, was going to be Golden Sun. I was like, ah, no, right here, money, do it. I, I've only played one Golden Sun game. Like that, that, That's a, a bit of a, a blank spot on my radar. A, a, a shame, that's a shame. I've I've heard they're really good. I just I I didn't have a, a Game Boy Advance, and that was like where they were mostly prevalent. If I if I'm right. Yeah, the first two are Game Boy. The third one is on DS. Inter yeah, that's uh, no, I I like that. But uh, in regards to the more obscure thing, is it more of the challenge to you that you kind of gravitate to that, or do you just like uncovering like the cool new? things in this fandom and a different perspective on certain I don't even, things more. I don't even think it's necessarily like a challenge or a, or a fandom engagement at that point. It's just that I have, I have a tremendous amount of nostalgia for those games because some of them like really kind of helped inspire me to even want to be a writer. So the chance to revisit them is just kind of, you know, it's just fun. Um, Sakodin was a series that I actually wrote a fair bit of smut for, way back in like 2000 in like 2001 uh maybe like 2002 i can't remember the exact date but uh mm. so so that's kind of a going back to my to my roots so to speak um so yeah it, it's it's nothing 
it's it's no kind of lofty like I like the challenge or anything like that. It, it's just it's much more like indulgent of like yeah, like I really like Popful Male. I sure'd like to write about her pegging tat or something like that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I was I was just curious. Uh, that's that's a that's a good answer. I like that. Um, then we'll move on from there to uh, William here, who asks, uh, "What is the hardest part of your job? Is it the actual writing itself, or is it uh, finding the inspiration or motivation to write?" Classic it, writer it, question. It is the I mean, if we're taking, if we're assuming the writing process is everything that I do from, 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 you know, my computer, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is the bullshit administrative issues of like posting on film fiction, posting on AO3, Hentai Foundry. Uh, it's, it's constantly worrying is uh, Twitter going to deplatform us? Is, is Patreon going to deplatform us? It's, all of all of these things that that NSFW creators have to have to wrestle with in addition to just the the mere like posting stories takes time when you're posting them to multiple different locations all of them require different formatting to look good mm. um so you know you could like sit down and you're posting stories for like about 45 minutes to an hour to post one story depending on how smoothly it all goes. Um, and even then, you know that you're only reaching like a fragment of the people that you could because there's still other avenues. Um, there's still other places you could be posting. But yeah, so, so that's easily my least favorite part of the job. Um, I mean, writer's block sucks. It comes around every now and again. But as you, I mean, like I've been doing this for a while, so I've kind of developed methods to kind of help me break through it and penetrate it and, and really kind of help me kind of shatter it. They don't always work, but it's enough that um, I don't have to worry about writer's block too, too often. Meanwhile, the, the frustration of the administrative aspect is, is basically a constant. You said penetrate. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I did. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> well, oh, sorry. Please continue. Please continue. I'm catching up. No worries. So, no, uh, that's actually an interesting pers perspective on that, uh, Drace. I'd never, because I've only ever really posted on uh, film fiction. Well, no, that's a lie. I posted on fan fiction for a while, which has no formatting at all. Which I was. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 no worries. Go on. It was a little um, lag. I was, uh, I was posting stories on, on fanfiction.net back in like 1999, 2000, back before they initially said no smut content. And I can safely say they sucked then. They suck now. It's, it's never been a... For, for, for like, that's the only thing you do is let people post fan fiction. How come you don't do it well? Like, it's, it's really, really bad. It's, it's mind-boggling. Like, like, just basic formatting just doesn't work there. So, which is why once I discovered film fiction, I ported all my stuff over there and kind of just abandoned it. Yeah. You know, that's sort of where I got my start. So a shame, but but it is what it is. But yeah, all that to say, it's an interesting take on what's the hardest part of the whole writing process. I never came to think about your other avenues and possibly getting it to look pretty and posting it and making sure that the formatting looks good for other avenues. 
So, I mean, I do think helpful. there's a lot of fairness there. Like, get, ha, in my place, where like getting started and writing on 4chan, like you have to. 4chan will destroy you if you don't post it in green text. If you just post like pros there, they're gonna hate you. Like that, that's just a recipe for disaster. So like making fan fiction stories for like green text and for this, it's it's terrible. That's part of the reason why I switched to just doing fan fiction. Mm. Definitely. Although but enough about me. You know, nope. if you if you guys asked me what's the hardest part of writing, my immature answer would have been my erect. Your dick. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Ha. So very, very original. When was your last story again? Oh, oh. I have I haven't had an erection in a long time, oh. right? See yeah. Alice, my friend. Sorry. Please please continue playing. Yeah, we'll move on to the next question after uh, Priest just obliterated an enigma right there. Uh, we move on to Lude Smoke, who asks, uh, what games are you playing now, and uh, what are you looking forward to playing? Uh, right now, um, I've mostly just been playing uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Um, I guess specifically Pearl. Um, you want, and, you want uh, a trade? I, well, I, I, my roommate has the other one, so we're covering our trades. Damn. But uh, um, other than that, just like kind of every now and again checking in on my Animal Crossing island, and yeah, that's it. Like uh, I was really big into Warcraft for a long time, and I quit it uh, after all the, all that stuff came out. Um, and yeah, like I've just cut like there's that that's been like a big vacant spot where it's like I really need to find a like a, a new thing that I can just kind of sink hours into but uh boy do i know I that mean, there's always warframe i've i've tried warframe it's just it's just not not for me but i'm, I'm just I, i'm gesturing angrily and furiously towards golden sun i'm sure you can emulate it somewhere well i i, I do have my old uh my my ps3 hooked up so i've I've actually kind of been casually replaying some old uh some old RPGs on that. So that 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 is kind of a, a nice uh a nice nostalgia trip. Oh Perfect. PS3 brings back lots of memories. Most memories. of them Skyrim. <laughs> memories of memories of a time when they had no games when they started. All, all I hear <laughs> Oh god, I forgot you know, about we... that. When I hear PlayStation, I just hear that wah the, the startup noise. Oh yeah. yeah, classic startup noise. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question from uh, Ludi, who asks, uh, "What do you most like, and then most dislike about writing not safe for work?" Um, what I like the most about it is that, I mean, it, it's it's content that I've that I've written for, for literal decades at this point, and it's it's a type of content that, uh, that I'm good at and, and like that I can, you know, I can safely say that I am confident in my ability to write it. And I enjoy kind of engaging with people and seeing like, what's the kind of thing that they like, why do they like X thing? Why do they like this pairing? Why do they like this kink? Um, and you know, I've kind of like learned and kind of opened up my own horizons as I've written it. Um, and I just find it satisfying, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stigma against NSFW stuff, and 
I kind of enjoy uh, trying to break it down and trying to to kind of highlight that, you know, like this is just fiction for people to enjoy and the people that enjoy it are not, you know, um, crazed lunatics. They just kind of have their fun. Uh, what I dislike the most about it is maybe maybe this is the other other end of that stigma where um, whenever... This is going to be a little bit of a tangent. I apologize. No, please go by um, all means. Whenever I, whenever I, I, I released my my first novel, um, really really proud of it. Like a hundred thousand words of world building and deep emotional character interaction and humor and adventure, and I just I poured so much into it. And I think the perception was that it was just nothing but smut, and. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I personally had a hard time conveying to people that was like, no, there's there's a lot like there is there's dirty stuff in it, but there is so much more to it. And and I, I felt like that was more of a, a personal failing on my my part where I was unable to kind of convey that. But because of all of the body of work that I had made up until that point, people just kind of assumed that it was just going to be, oh, this is just non-stop smut and, and, and no real substance beyond it in right. in layman's terms plot in the porn basically <laughs> but but like even then like like this is out of a out of a hundred thousand word story there's maybe like fifteen thousand words of sex scenes um but yeah uh but it, it's very much the uh like uh Patrick Stewart being uh, typecast as the nerd guy, like like you don't want to be, you don't necessarily always want to be shoehorned as that one specific role. Oh yeah, right, right. In fact, that that's something that actually really eats at people, um, and a lot of reasons why like people on fanfic take uh, different alt, alt accounts, like um, just to pull like a name from a hat, Megapone was a clop writer who was very prolific, got to one of the top ten most followed on fanfic. And then I, I believe he tried to, I, I think Dark did this too, where he they tried to release non-clop stuff and just nobody re was receptive to it. They only wanted the smut or they thought it was only going to be smut and when it was something that they didn't expect, either they fell off or they discounted it as something that shouldn't be and it, and it got to them. Um, yeah. It, and, and it's, it's an extremely hard thing to do. That's where like uh, users like the Abyss, they would alternate between clop, cute, clop, cute, so that way they always have this reception of a, a balanced author, for the lack of a better term. There's just very, very few good ways to approach it because, I mean, like you said, like you could, you could make a, another account, uh, like another another pseudonym, but then you know, you, like whenever I whenever I published my book, I, I thought about that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll I'll make yet another surname or another another a different name. But ultimately, I was like, I think it was just me being a stubborn prick. I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm not ashamed of anything, which I'm not. But I just kind of <laughs> like, like went full steam ahead. Um, but I think maybe it might have been a slight disservice because I, I definitely wouldn't have hidden the other identity from my, my reader base. But I don't know. Like, like I said, I mean, I could, I could talk about this like for a damn hour about how tricky this, this particular issue is for NSFW creators. Because I mean, it's not even just—it's not just writers. It's artists. It's voice actors. It's—it's it's the whole, 
the whole array of if you create smutty content, there is always going to be a a certain cloud around you that is not even necessarily negative, but but uh, uh, it's basically like a cloud of expectations. And even if those expectations are 99.5% accurate, like that much of the time, it's going to be that little sliver that's always going to bother you. Oh, yeah. But... Mm, no, I, uh, I agree. I suffer a little less from that because my portfolio is a little bit more diverse in the sense that I'll write a lot of smut, but then I know a lot of people follow me for my sci-fi and a lot of people follow me for a particular character that has nothing to do with this. Or So it's at this point, I just kind of accepted that people will follow me or look for the things that interest them in my portfolio when they come out and I'm not here to try and, you know, necessarily cater to everyone and it'll, it'll be what it'll be. But uh, I do agree if you do have a more predominant theme in your portfolios and you want to try something a little different. Yeah. That cloud of expectation is a, uh, is very, very real. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's just how it goes. Indeed. Indeed. And but when uh, do we get to the fuck touching? I literally have no idea what you just said. Enigma. Oh, wow, was I cutting it? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, is there any consistency to uh, what kinds of pairings or OT3s you find appealing? Um, this, this is a, a tricky one because despite, like, despite my, my work, or despite my, my, my job, I'm kind of not much of a shipper myself like i wouldn't say that like i'm like ride or die for any particular ship because i kind of view it through a um like hey nice cast of characters you have there literally any one of them could fuck any other one of them at any time and that's just mm -hmm. how it is um so i i tend not to be super connected to to specific ships uh as far as dy dynamics i do tend to like uh like, if we're just being very general, like, bully slash nerd. Like, you know, you have, like, somebody very mousy and soft-spoken, and they're just with this big brute of a character. Um, and, you know, anything that's, like, you know, like, uh, mentor and apprentice. So, you know, that kind of leans back in, like, some of the, like, the teacher stuff or things like that. I mean, that's just kind mm -hmm. of a... Uh, they could be fun, dirty ships. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I mean there, there, there's a certain point in clop where like if, if you're doing it for a living and you're you're being like paid to do certain work people are parts with personality attached i i definitely think there there's some truth to that um i don't know it, it really just kind of depends on the on the uh the specific media you're working into because I, I just feel like certain series have characters with stronger personalities that they kind of fit into ships a little bit better. Yeah, I think but... that's fair. No, absolutely, I agree. So, um, and yeah, moving on to that, uh, to moving on from that same question, he also asked, if so, what qualities are common in your ships? So you definitely mentioned some themes. Uh, could you expand on that? What qualities are common in your ships? Oh, geez. Um... I do like a certain level of size difference. Uh, not, you know, not necessarily massive size differences all the time, but like, mm. you know, you have a, a like a tougher one and a and a smaller one. Um, I do really like the 
the trope of you have a grumpy, uh, like a very grumpy, insular um, introvert, and then you mm. have just this big, boisterous fucking ray of sunshine that just kind of like, you know, kind of like is hovering by them. <laughs> um, like that's always that's always fun. Uh, that's probably my favorite one if I were to pick one. You know, I actually saw that play out in real life one time. It was actually one of the most adorable things I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> it's it's very nice, yeah. So, yeah, it definitely is. So, and uh, Loot Smoker adds one more thing that's not a question but a comment. He says, they say, uh, thanks again for all the work you do and the guiding role you fill in the Not Safe for Work writing community. You're talented and have made some of the funniest smut I have ever seen, and you should be proud of your track record. I mean, I I really do appreciate that. I, I'm I'm not great at I'm not great at accepting compliments, but I really do appreciate that. And and yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> um, yeah, that does mean a lot to hear. And I believe that does it for all the Twitter questions. It was just refresh, and no one else added anything. So I think we can move on to the actual uh, film fiction thread. Now, so we'll we'll take this right from the top with uh, the ever awesome short skirts and explosions. Who asks, uh, "What doth life?" Um, I have known skirts for a couple years now. That is not the first time skirts has asked me that question, and I have no clue of how to answer it. Um, I I'm a little nebulous on the definition of doth. Like, I don't really... <laughs> I mean, you know, knowing, just... knowing skirts, the answer is probably Dr. Pepper. All right, we'll, we'll go with that. that that's, that's it. Final answer. Dr. Pepper it is. There could, <laughs> be, uh, there, there could be a worse definitions of life, in my opinion. Uh, RK Striker, JK5, asks, uh, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Um, if we're going, if we're going of all time, like by looking at the franchises that have meant the most to me over the years, it would probably either be Star Trek or Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. It'd be one of the two. I mean, I, I, I'm a kid of the nineties. I mean, I, I grew up absolutely fucking loving the turtles and to this day I still do. And, uh, I mean, Star Trek is, I mean, I, pretty much love every Star Trek show that comes out. Um, and yeah, like they've both meant a, a hell of a lot to me. More you, recently, you, oh, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Do you remember when the Ninja Turtles met the Power Rangers? That was a, uh, that was a comic, wasn't it? No, it was a live action thing that happened. Oh, though that, yeah, that was like a, a Fox, a Fox kids thing. That was uh, a, like, yeah, you're welcome for unlocking that core memory. That because that was a uh, that one turtle show where they brought in uh, uh, Venus, right? V yeah, Venus the Milo. She was a girl ninja turtle, the one with the boobs. That was a that was a troubling series for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the one that, with the boobs. Th th thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> Do you say nice. boots or boobs? What do you think he said? Take a wild, take a wild guess, buddy. That that was the character that drove Peter Laird away from the series. He was like, "I can't fucking handle this. <laughs> uh, I'm gone." 
It's <laughs> great. And uh, we've already, you know, you've, you've already answered this question of having you ever done anything for a non MLP franchise. So we can move, we can move on from that. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, I was just oh. going to say, like, I, I have, and like, that list is pretty extensive. Um, so anybody, if they ever want to check that out on Archive of Our Own, uh, tons of Korra, uh, Overwatch, Steven Universe, Pokemon, all kinds of crap. So yeah, there's, there's plenty to check out in that department. Sweet. Well, you heard it there, everyone. Check out their work. Yeah, Archive I'm going sh to shamelessly please, plug my Please, please plug it. Please, by all means, <laughs> plug it. If you got any links, we'll put them. If you were to recommend one, if you were to recommend one out of all of them, which one would you recommend? Oh, one like one story out of all of them. Out of oh. everything. Oh, geez. I mean, I have like I'm just looking at the sidebar of my archive of our own. I have 381 works. Um, that's the problem is like there's so many different like kinks and pairings. I don't really know what people will pair. Oh wait, I do know. I would recommend they check out Rise of the Battle Bitch on Amazon. Perfect. Chef's kiss. You heard it there. Uh, Rise of the Battle Bitch on Amazon. We'll, we'll check it out. We will we'll sponsor your, your book. <laughs> and this done. cast sponsored by Skillshare. No, not really. Yeah, but like we can like it's it's a continued thing. It's like brought to you by barcasters like you. Oh, like the like the whole PBS thing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but but thank, when is that story you, gonna thank get? Thank you for making this trace. But when is that story gonna get a Netflix adaptation? I would be so fucking jazzed about that. That's the dream. I'd have to tone it down. No, I've seen Netflix. <laughs> Considering they have French porn on there, yeah, no, you don't have to tone it down. I think it'd be a better fit for HBO Max because um Yeah. Yeah, there you go. They have sisters the, fuck brothers there. Like anything goes. I, I want the I want the same team that works on Doom Patrol. Like that that's because that show fucking totally rips. So Perfect. And uh here's actually a really uh poignant question. Uh have you ever actually played dominoes? I mean if I have, I don't. I sure as hell don't remember. I mean, I I think it's a gambling game, isn't it? Like, not 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 that that's a judgment. I just I I don't know if I've ever played them. I think you can you can definitely gamble it's, to it. It's it's like a blocky form of uh, Uno, kind of. Yeah, like th there was a significant portion of my life where I was just like, oh, I, these are those things that for stacking. I I think it wasn't until like uh, an episode of Always Sunny that I actually realized there was a game associated with them. You know, yeah, I think it, that I think it, a lot of people were like that too, actually. Yeah, I think they made the, I think they made the board game in a, uh, you know to celebrate you know Domino's <laughs> Pizza. Oh, God. How convenient to move on to the next question. Have you eaten Domino's Pizza? And I don't tell you, for thirty years I lived in one of the poorest cities in Pennsylvania. I sure as shit ate plenty of Domino's. What is the best Domino's? What is the best Domino's order? Oh, I, I don't even know, because 
Well, at any days, I think that the proper order for Domino's is to not order from Domino's. <laughs> like, got him. Domino's was so ubiquitous in the 80s and the 90s. Like, that was the premier pizza, like, choice. Like, I mean, like, the Noid was all over the all over TV. That was all anybody I was ate. about to say. And, the, like, and, and around, like, was it like like 2000 or so they were like hey everybody our pizza sucked so we changed the recipe and then like every time i had it since then it just made me sick so i was like all right i'm gonna avoid it that's that's fair there's also a degree like i feel like there should be a scientific like research paper on the amount of time it takes until you realize like there's a certain degree where hot pizza is delicious. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's hot and it's ready, it's delicious. But, but there's a certain degree in which as pizza cools, how good it still stays. And I think Domino's starts good when it's hot, but then as it like hits just above room temperature, it's just hot garbage. I, I think that there's probably a certain until, truth to that. Until you put it in the fridge and it's cold. When it's cold, it's fine. I, it's I not good, it's not great, it's fine. No, that's a little Caesars. I can't eat cold pizza. <laughs> I can't do it. It's no, I can't. Yeah, I can't do cold pizza either. And little Caesars has the has the cap on uh, it's hot and it's ready. But is it good? Sure. No, it's hot and it's ready. It's uh, true. <laughs> it is six dollars. I miss the way Pizza Hut used to taste. I actually had Pizza Hut yesterday, and uh tastes a little different than as a kid, but you know what? It's still more than passable. To s they still make good stuff crust. Uh, it's passable. Ours is just shit. I remember when I was a kid and going in there, and they weren't so they weren't so corporatized. They still got all their shit locally, and that's where we used to go. That's where we liked to go. Then someone came in and changed the recipe, and it's just ugh, it's gross. I will say no pizza joint will ever have pizza as good as the nearest local place that makes it. Oh, absolutely. Local that, pizza is always yeah, right. Yeah, that has been well, true at every place I've ever lived. For a brief and, moment, I, I thought you were going to say that the best pizza as of late is Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Chuck E. Cheese pizza is <laughs> actually good, though. Like, I've legitimately never, okay. good. I, I'm sorry for the tangent. That just fucking reminds me of the time we were at Everfree Northwest. And we were getting ready to order food, and there was this like this. Local <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, that's fine." And then Enigma looks over and goes, "Oh, look, there's Papa John's. Why don't we do that?" And it's like, "Fucking Enigma, go outside." Okay, sorry. Please continue. <laughs> oh God, I remember that. I I oh, don't remember this. You. Okay. Oh. We please, we will please move go on. Flame. Please go, Flame. And. uh... Mugany uh, didn't even really ask a giant question, and he did say in the chat that we can skip it. So we will move on from that one. <laughs> uh, we will then go to Erebus Cantillion, who asks, Hello, and thanks for many years and fictions of smut. Cheers to many more to come. A giggity. Uh, what is your inspiration or attraction for... For hard doming style characters such as Celestia drink from Principal Celestia's drink, stable or harsh winnie from harshly handled. Um trying to think of the, the way to answer it. Cause like th those two iterations of, of, of those characters are are very different. 
um, as Celestia is more of a very uh, kind of like a kind of a guiding soft dom. While, as I recall, because I mean, I, I write a lot, so I don't necessarily remember the detail of every story. Um, uh, Harshwini in, in that story, as I remember, is being kind of a bit of a psychopath. So very, very different uh, types of dom. Um, as for the the uh, the appeal of that character arc, or or what makes them uh, engaging, I, I I really like if I if I if I knew the building blocks of why certain things kind of clicked in the right way, I would be able to monetize in much more successful means than I am now. Um, I I think it's just there's a certain appeal to just uh like an authority figure of that kind that is just like, this is what we're doing, deal with it, and just kind of running from there. And it, and this kind of go back, goes back to what we talked before about Equestria Girls. I mean, it definitely helps. They have very appealing designs, um, and, and the art team did such a, a an excellent job in kind of making these designs very simple, very memorable, and also very appealing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry I don't have a better answer for that one. Oh, it makes perfect sense to me i guess that's sort of why the whole uh i guess uh the trope of the t the teacher is kind of been a smut uh smut staple as tale as old as time yep but, teacher uh, stepmom police yeah. in, uh, in in eqg wouldn't adagio be the mega dom since she's the oldest out of everyone possibly she is but not the way she behaves and also, she, she got. She'd be more of a brat, honestly. Yeah, mm. like I, I was having a discussion a couple a couple days ago where it's like the the dazzlings really kind of fill the role of like the heathers, and <laughs> oh yeah, like that is it's we, such we a we call them the Jessicas. It, it's such a pitch perfect fit with those characters. Um... Mm, agreed. Agreed. You said pitch so. perfect. <laughs> Let's see. Moving on from that, uh, if you had to force feed EQG Rarity to thicken her up, uh, what and how would you force feed her? That's a I, very specific question. A rare cow. I oh. I do not know because I I do not have that particular fetish. Um, but I can guarantee you, the person that wrote this question does. But like this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like when you when you take commissions, like it's kind of like you look at kinks and you think like, well, could I, could I connect with this in a way that I would be able to kind of gain a better understanding of it? I've written basically no inflation fiction in like the past seven years, so it's not really something that I've been able to connect with. Because like I'm sure to this person's uh, uh, question, there is a right answer to it. In their mind, there is like this is the item that Rarity eats to get inflated. Or like, yeah. well, you have to, you have to guess. You have to. You know, well, like, I, and I, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I haven't engaged with with the with the with the kink enough to know what that correct answer is. I I, I haven't uh, solved that rebus uh, or, or, or dis deciphered it yet. I would assume I mean, it would be marshmallows because that's kind of the rarity thing. I don't know. Red velvet cake seems more like an 
No, I think it's got to be Oreos because it starts with, oh, no, darling, I don't I don't touch those. They're bad for my figure. Oh, well, one won't hurt. And then she's like, oh, Two hours there's, later. There's, there's double stuff. And then, like, goes to the stores. Oh, look at all these flavors. And That's then it, just, I, next thing you know, it's like, oh, no, I gained 10 pounds. And then I, just I, a lot of stress. I love and how then, you're saying, oh, no. Wasn't oh, no, Oreo a thing? It was. That, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I I would say no to Oreos for the very reason of it is a it is a messy food and that would run concurrent to Rarity's core personality tropes. Ah, I think because like I I think even when we've seen her like gorging on ice cream, which by the way ice cream is the correct answer. Um, that is okay. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> based. Um, like I, I think we've we've always seen her being very neat when she does that. Um, I, I can't remember off the top. Oh of yeah. That, I can already see the first commission you're going to get. I want a rare cow dipping Oreos in her own milk. Hey, commission oh, slots God. for uh, January open on December 15th. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> she, goes to, she goes to Taco Bell and refuses to get anything crunchy. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. So We're, we're completely off base. Please continue, Flynn. You got it. Uh, moving on. Uh, who's your favorite chaos god? Uh, I mean, I, I, I know that the film fiction answer is definitely Discord. Um, I mean, I don't know if people like Q. I'm actually going to go with Shuma Garath. I think they're referring to Warhammer chaos gods. Oh, I don't know shit about Warhammer. So I'm going to... I don't and you know. will get here, I suppose. <laughs> I I've lately been getting into Warhammer lore, so I know what they're talking about. But I oh, don't you, think you, you poor thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, you, don't have the, you don't have the money to afford Warhammer. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, I've been no, Warhammer lore. I, I, I love I love the stigma around Warhammer costing so much money. It's just like what reading the lore now costs you twenty dollars of just time alone. <laughs> Christ. I'm sorry. We're I I keep I'm I'm being a terrible influence on this cast. Please continue. <laughs> Good God, I love it. Uh, amongst all your stories, uh, oh my God, who could deep throat to the hilt, fall asleep, and wake up in the morning without risking asphyxiation? Asphyxiation. Okay. <laughs> um. Amongst all my stories, who could deep through to the hilt through all night and not risk asphyxiation? Um, scientific answer? Pinkie Pie, because she operates on cartoon logic. That's actually very true. <laughs> I was going to say Rary, because, you know, town bike and all. Who? Rarity. You said rare, rare, oh, rarity really? because, uh, oh, her natural rarity her, because her, town because town bike, yes. Right, right. Also her natural fur color is not white. Oh god. That that needs to be a story. Her natural her natural fur coat is actually not white. And it's white because <laughs> of reasons. Oh, I mean mare mare. Make it make it off white. Make it like egg white, you know? <laughs> like eggshell white. It's ever so slightly yellow. Amazing. Stay on target. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, Mugany did ask uh, in the chat, how your day? 
uh, my day good. Excellent, excellent. Let's see. The uh, we move on to the Glim Master, who uh, asks, uh, "Resistance is futile." And I, I get it. That's ha 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 Glim uh-huh. Master. Ha ha Glim Master. Uh, we do you get it, Glim Master? You get the joke. Perfect. No, I don't think we can answer that then. Okay, moving on to number two. Uh, how how do you make worst pony become best pony? And um, I guess uh, this starts off with your definition of who is worst pony then. Oh, uh, got to be Fluttershy's dickhead brother, right? What's his name? Like shithead scrum googer or whatever the fuck. Zephyr Breeze. Zephyr Breeze. Okay, um, yeah, like, that dude fucking sucks. Um, and the way to fix him... Okay, so you can have a... You can have a uh, self-obsessed, lazy character that only really thinks about their own, their own motivations and their own desires. Um, but to balance them, they need to either have one of two things. First thing is an arc that resolves them and fixes them in a, in a way that's satisfying for the audience, which Zephyr does not have. Um, or they can be fun and entertaining, which he is not. Like, Flim and Flam don't learn a single damn lesson across nine seasons, and they're great. Like, Trixie goes through an arc, and even after her arc, she's still a bitch, and it's fantastic. Um, so... Like, it, there's definitely a way that they could fix that fucking, that awful brother of hers. Uh, but he, he needs to, I don't know, like, <laughs> he just sucks so much. And I haven't seen that episode since the first time I watched it. Um, because he, he was so irritating. Um, I don't know. So I'll get I like I don't know gun arm like turn him into like Barrett from Final or yeah from Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> <Gunarm! laughs> like, Just I'm sorry. See, I was hoping you were gonna say trick him into oiling himself up and then light him like Bellator. <laughs> God, I mean I that would feel, that would also work. I feel the only gun arm he could afford would be like some off-brand nerf item. <laughs> Get on it, Hasbro. And, and, and while we're like, like, if I can just kind of touch on like worst worst pony, because I'm I do a lot of Equestria Girls stuff. I I know that that Zephyr was in Equestria Girls really briefly, but I hate with like a deep burning passion Timber Spruce. That dude really sucks. Yes, thank you. He is okay. the most forced like love interest like. Hey everybody, they're not gay. I know they hold hands constantly, but they're not gay. So here's here's Twilight's boyfriend. Okay, genuine genuine question because I think you have like way more experience on this than I do and this is not a trap. I swear to god. How old is Timber Spruce? I mean, as old as you want him to be is probably the correct answer, but I mean like well, well, that that's that's part of like because of the, like the nature of the stuff I work or the stuff I write. Right. I would say that if I, me as a smut writer in a fandom space pushed a narrative where a camp counselor was getting together with a camper, that's no problem because I'm writing stuff for an adult 
audience to consensually consume that is properly tagged. I am not a showrunner for a show that is marketed towards young audiences that is depicting a, a camp counselor, like, gunning for one of the campers. Right, and it's so problematic when it's Hasbro doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's, 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 it's the whole issue. Like, and, and I what realize did you that say that his name was? Timber Spruce. Uh, S-P-R-U-C. Why does it just sound like a Mudbriar situation all over again? Yeah, and I... Like, Mudbriar is another character that I definitely do not like but mm. but uh yeah i mean i i really like mod uh she's one of my favorites she, like she's right under twilight uh if they had mm -hmm. to do any ship for mod it should have been big mac but that's I just see me. that oh i actually i super see that okay uh but yeah as far as timber spruce goes like and i and i realize that like considering the stuff i write that sounds almost hypocritical <laughs> coming from me but it would be just as bad if the show writers wrote a story where, you know, like Celestia is like, hey, Sunset Shimmer, I know you're, you know, not a human. So why don't you come over to my place? Like, that's not appropriate for your like for your toy product. Celestia's like, hey, I need a taste of that horse puss. Yeah. <laughs> he just comes out and says that on show for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I, I want to remind you all that Flash Sentry canonically has a thing for a horse. Oh, oh, God. oh, he, oh he, so so he's Alan Packer. Stay on target. <laughs> stay, on, <laughs> stay, stay on target, Flam. Understood. Uh, when did you start liking Puda? Um, I would say. I mean, I like I. I I remember that content being out and about like pretty early in, in like the uh, early two thousands when it, when it first kind of started making the scenes and this was, you know, before it had become shorthand for, for, you know, that kind of content, it was like, you know, kind of freshly, you know, like people were just learning about that kind of content because people were just, you know, getting scans of, of Dogen uh, and things like that. Um, Cause it, it's really hard to, it's really hard to properly convey just how detached like people were um, from like, you know, like, like the, the content from other cultures uh, like back before, mm. you know, we were all online content. Like it is impossible to describe to somebody today, like how like news groups worked and, <laughs> or like, you know, what, what it was like uh, when you had to like be on uh, America online for like, like a set amount of minutes a month. Oh God, yeah, right. So, so that was, okay. was kind. Of... Okay, oh, go ahead. Uh, okay. Since we're talking like when you first got interested, or in my case, just introduced to it, I'm sure I saw it somewhere earlier than that, just because of the fandom that I came from. But you want to know my earliest memory of Fuda? Go on. It's an oh. old ass '90s animated hentai where this it it was uh, I think it's Nitorari. Anyways, this chick she's going out after other chicks in a park and she it looks like she's playing with herself and then she, oh no something's popping out. Now that was my first experience with that and I'm looking at this sideways as you know I'm. God, I don't even remember how old I was when I saw that. And I'm like, 
What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I'm sure you were 18. Yes. Like a good legal adult. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That's the thing, so, though. I can't tell. I don't remember, but that was like my first real run in, run in with that that I remember. And just like, this is really fucking weird. What the hell is this? I, and I, then I, I found you, out. You were talking about America Online and such, Drace. Well, and mm. like, like basically regarding the the question, like it's, um, like you know, like you slowly kind of get exposed to it over you know over the years, like two thousand three, two thousand four, so on, um, and and things kind of start to fall in place, um, like the time that I that I knew that was something I was interested in was. I don't know, probably like mid two thousands. That's part of the problem is that like like a lot of these questions are like over ten years ago, um, mm. so I, I don't necessarily have the best of memory for it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I I don't have a more concrete answer, but it was definitely like okay, this is something that this is something that uh, appeals to me. This is something that I'm I'm kind of learning things about myself with, um, and that was why I was like, all right, well let's. This seems like something I could really get into, and I think the final nail in the coffin was uh, whenever we started getting like things like Bible Black uh, imported, um, mm. like because that that was uh, that was a pretty big influential uh, series in, in the in kind of the early genesis no, of I... like of hentai becoming like like mainstream. Well, mainstream, you, you know what I mean. But I mean, a lot of the things that ascended Bible Black into it's like. I, I want to say pillar of our culture, I, and that feels gross to say, rolling off my tongue, is a lot of its shock value. Like there, there, mm -hmm. there are themes that involve a gun, and it's it's super concerning. So I, I don't know if, yeah, that's probably one of the first mainstream places to really like see but, like, oh, here's Fuda, but at the same time, like it's definitely not like the the wholesome way of getting <laughs> dubbed things in general. But I, but I will yeah. say that um, Bible Black, and this is kind of like, it's going to sound like I'm kind of dunking on, on anime, but I'm, I'm really not. I, I, I genuinely, sincerely mean what I'm about to say. I think Bible Black is easily my favorite anime because it is tonally consistent across Origins, across the main Bible Black, across Revelations, and it, is, uh, it tells a cohesive simple story like it, it is you know it doesn't try to get itself tangled up in, in like all these layers and it isn't like um you know like how trigun is kind of like fun and happy-go-lucky for the first half and then the second half is just non-stop drama and like some really heavy themes um yeah i yeah. i don't i don't generally like that that level of whiplash in media um but yeah yeah so like like just as a as a story uh, Bible Black is probably my favorite, just in that regard. No, I think that's fair. I, 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 I there's like, a certain degree there. I like how we cut off for a bit, and we come back, and the first thing people probably heard was, Bible Black is my favorite thing. <laughs> like, especially if anybody follows me on Twitter, they definitely know. I mean, heck, even in fame fiction, I wrote a story where the nurse from Bible Black started to work at uh, Canterlot High. Well. Beautiful. Is one of my favorite what, stories that I wrote. <laughs> what is this called? And we'll we'll it's, prop it up. Sponsored by the broadcast. It's called uh, Canterlot <laughs> High's Cool New Nurse. 
Check it out today if you're over the age of 18. Uh, unfortunately, it's only like one or two, one or two chapters, but I mean, it's definitely one on there that it's like, hey, the ball's out there. If anybody wants to pick up and, and commission an extra chapter of it, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll even give you a discounted rate because that's just say, a fun story. You can say the balls are out there. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll move on to number four. What superpower would you like to have? Uh, I'll be honest. I'm I'm 40. Uh, I consider a superpower to like be able to like uh, like not have my back hurt for a single day. That that would be like a superpower. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, get yourself some Ben Gay. I needed it the other day. Like like yeah, you, you get to a certain <laughs> a certain age and like your superpower is like oh a full night's sleep. That would be a superpower. <laughs> the ability to to eat like i was 20 and like not just pay for it oh god i'm i'm not as old as you are and i'm already hitting that oh it's it, like it's rough it was 30 like things started going downhill when the the my 30th birthday i woke up and my back had gone out and it's been just like that ever since Granted, I, oh, I, I was going to say, granted, I did put a lot of hard years on the 20 to 30 era, but. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. I literally this week had a day that I, I duck waddled around my entire fucking house because my back was just tweaked in the worst way. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I'm 6'4", and countertops are not built for people that are 6'4", so like. I'm cutting up vegetables to make dinner, and I'm like, why does this hurt? Wrong carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong carrot, or worse, you wake up with morning wood, and it's, oh, God. I, I wasn't even going in that direction. I was just going to the fact that slightly, <laughs> slightly bending over feels like I'm taking a sub-zero fatality. Like, that's kind it of It doesn't the, sound oh. that way. It doesn't sound that way. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Rav. Golf. I can't help it. But I feel that, Grace. All right, all right. So, let's see. Uh, during your life, have you sat down and on your chair and asked yourself, "Why do I like these uh, colorful equines?" Um, I mean, I I'm sure I have at some point, but I, I also think the answer is um, honestly pretty simple. It's like at a base level. It's a it's just a fantastically made show. Um, the writing is great and consistent. The characters are extremely likable, and the fact that their personalities are relatively simple kind of hides the fact that they all have a lot of depth. Uh, the music, consistently fantastic. Even people that, that don't like, like some of the later seasons or think the quality dipped. By the way, I'm not among them. I think the show remained great. Um, even the people that, that think it dipped, like the music is still just damn good every step of the way unless they have a spike sing then yes you're right yeah i, I i'll admit I, i'm not the the biggest fan of his songs but um <laughs> but yeah like, like it's it's just it's a it's a damn good show and and because I, I like i i mean like i'm i'm sure like a lot of people that are engaged in the fandom i took some heat for it but like let's let's compare it to uh to you know game of thrones and, and i really like to make this comparison because they're the same number of seasons and I think they had their final episode in the same year. Um, 
people were always framing like, oh, Game of Thrones, like that is the mature show to watch. That is the the uh, that's the show that adults watch. That's the show that you know is just so edgy and, and adult. First of all, you have to make the argument that pointless character death and mindless gore is not the definition of mature. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we take two shows. One of them completely shit the bed with the ending. Right. One of them had an ending that brought a satisfying conclusion to the story, remained completely consistent with the characters, and generally speaking, was regarded pretty well by the fandom. The only thing that we really had to, to struggle with with uh, the ending of My Little Pony is that it was kind of a pain in the ass to watch the finale because of the way, you know, like you couldn't easily stream it. Um, but yeah, like it's just a, it's a damn good show. And, and I don't think people need to have uh, like deep contemplation for why they like a show that, that brings them, that brings them happiness. Um, yeah. Like it, it is a, sh- there's such a, a divide between something that kids can enjoy and kids content. And My Little Pony is firmly in the former category. Um, like, if you like music, if you like like a, a unique fantasy world, if you just like good characters that are genuinely funny, there, there's so much for you to enjoy about it. There's also the factors of what to be said. Like, MLP has definitely dealt with some serious topics before. And I would wager to say they are on the edge of maturity like take um take the episode where uh the uh daring do stallion fan guy um is getting re- has like a girlfriend that has a kid and like trying to oh, interact yeah. with that like that that is a watching that episode it, it wasn't like hard to watch but like it was strangely real and definitely didn't feel like it was aimed towards kids it wasn't aimed towards kids, but it also gave them enough that there were probably kids in that situation that they were able to take away a lesson from it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, Tank's hibernation episode is one of the best instances of uh, a show of writers telling, uh, speaking to an audience of children about a very difficult topic, but doing it in a very uh, mature way that, that it didn't diminish any characters with it. Um, like you, you took the uh, objective, yeah, uh, subjectively the toughest character, quote unquote, and you really exposed how how much this hurt her, and how more importantly, how it was okay for her to be hurt by it. And yes. I think there's a lot of uh, uh, th- there's a lot of quality to be had there. Trace, you can stay. Like you, you, you are a friend to us now. You, you, a hundred percent can stay and be our best friend. <laughs> what what about the episode where one friend sold another for a book? We're replacing you, Enigma. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but uh, but no, definitely agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like uh, yeah, I have no meme questions for you today, Gloom says. However, uh, I will come back with those next time. So instead, I ask the guests this: How many fudas is too many fudas? I mean, I guess just as soon as you run out of holes. I mean, that's kind of the thing. <laughs> the most logical indeed. And uh, I've watched Bible Black. You can just make more holes. <laughs> well, you know, I've would never you look actually at that? seen that. It's, I've never actually looking... seen that, but now I'm scared. 
Would you look at that? It's time for the ad. <laughs> so we're just going to do this quick ad. Anyone needs to go to the bathroom or refill drinks? Now is the time. So, uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, priest. Hey, Flam! Hey, did you, did you know that, uh, we, uh, we help sponsor a whores? We sponsor a horse? We do. His name's oh Lil Bit. He's like a mini horse, and he's super yeah. cute and shit, and all the money that, uh, apparently that we get here goes, uh, directly to Red Wing's horse sanctuary and gives him all the shit he needs. That's so cute. Why don't we have a restraining order on us yet? Probably <laughs> because we haven't gone to seeing the horse yet. He doesn't know who his benefactors are. We should, we should tell him. We yeah. should all get a picture with, with that. So, uh, but yes, you can, uh, you can, can uh, yes, you can donate directly to Red Wing's Horse Sanctuary, or if you, or you can, uh, shit, what are the direct ways they do that to us? Priest, I need help. Help me. You, you can donate to our Patreon that has yes. awesome, sweet perks, like being able to join in our Discord for members-only game nights and uh, movie nights in which you guys can recommend what we watch and comment to. Um, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of, we take a lot of, um, uh, advice and 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 ideas from our Patreon folks. So it, it really means the world to us when you actually support and 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 engage with us through through the Patreon. The other way that you can help is that you can donate bits through Twitch. Uh, you can actually get bits for free on Twitch by watching ads. You just hit that little diamond in the corner and choose to hit some ads to get some free bits, and then that gets sent to us as real money. Um, we don't keep any money for the cast. This is a money losing machine for us. Um, okay, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. <coughs> Sorry to interrupt, Joyce. Oh, th that's all right. Um, should should we keep going? Are we still recording it? Or so right now we're not live, and this will be cut out. Oh, okay. Now we're now we're good. Okay. Okay. Take, take by shit, I was gonna say gamer words. <laughs> all right. So by all, so uh. <laughs> Okay, so, so, um, so the the two that I'm I'm probably proudest of is a little dash will do, and uh, Rainbow Dash is uh, ten out of ten top tier cock. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that based on name alone. Um, but they're also like extremely long stories. Um, uh, like I th I think the most recent one I posted was like chapter forty seven, forty eight, something like that. It's so, so pretty long affairs. Uh, top tier cock is actually taking uh, the long road through the entirety of Equestria Girls movie by movie, um, kind of with the with the assumption of what would have happened if Rainbow Dash had a dick that was so good that it just mind controlled anybody that saw it. So you know, very important questions. Um, I'm also like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty proud of uh, Principal Celestia Stable just because that was the. That was the, the first one that kind of got me into the fandom, and I'm always going to have a, a soft spot in my heart for it, I guess. Great reasonings as any, especially those names. I love them. Uh, number two, uh, what was the first piece of smut that you can recall reading? Um, this, I mean, we're, we're going way back. This is like probably 95, 96, uh, on like a seedy website even for then. Um, I want to say it was it was some variation of the name like Cherry Cheerleader 
or something like that. Maybe like Young Cherry Cheerleader. And it was, I mean, it was a cheerleader story. Um, and I, I don't remember much of it. That's fair. Hmm? Did, did oh, something so, sorry. Out? Yeah, sorry. I, I saw the police hold in the chat, and I wasn't sure if that was directly yeah. to us. Did we, did we lose it a third time? Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, like it was, you know, like just some, you know, so, some some cheerleader trash fiction, and and we're talking like, I mean, this was this is a long time ago, so I don't really remember any details of it. Mm. Okay. Uh, clearly, it was very formative, though. I mean, it was. I mean, I I, I remember because I I was supposed to perform in a forensics piece uh, the next day, and I basically. Stayed up all night reading this story and a couple of others, and I'm like, "All right, get this done." Um, teenager, I I got I got shit I need to work out of my system, and I want to take all night to do it. My loins so, are empty. Let's go. That that was that was basically the uh, that was the mindset. <laughs> Perfect, best mindset. Uh, number three, favorite and least favorite porn trope. Um. So if we're talking, uh, let's see. I I'm trying to think of a of a least favorite. I don't know if this this is a trope so much as a annoyance, like a, kind of like a pet peeve. And that pet peeve is like if you see like a video that's like branded as like milf with glasses, like POV or whatever. If if your if your porn video mentions glasses in the title and you take them off within, like, the first 35 seconds. <laughs> that is, Dedicate that is, to the glasses! That is false advertisement. <laughs> like, that is, that, is such a, that is such a pet peeve of mine. Um, as far as a, a favorite porn trope, um, gosh, I, I'm really not sure. I, I, I tend to be very... Uh, uh, fluid oh. and, and variable in, in what I like. So it's really hard to, to kind of figure out a, like something I'm into because I could be into something else, you know, the next week and the next week and so on. Um, I, I will say this. gave me a brilliant idea. Oh, no. What's that? This is scary. And it's, no, actually, Priest, you're going to like this one. Take oh, the pizza scary. guy trope and apply it to Cadence with Pizza Horse. I'm listening. That's it. That's literally the prompt. Cadence oh. is the pizza guy in the porno. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'll write it. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh, new story <laughs> coming know, out soon. I don't know how I haven't written that yet. <laughs> Shining That's armor. It. I don't know how I'm gonna pay you for this. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh. All right, then. Then uh, let's see. Uh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, quote unquote, hot glued any of your figurines? Uh, I mean, I... shit, it's been a long quarantine. You're going to have a hard time finding something in my apartment that I haven't come on. <laughs> but... <laughs> Bro, base. <laughs> You know, like, like this is the kind of thing I'm. I'm actually gonna say yeah, and the reason I'm gonna say yeah is that I 
firmly believe that when it comes to uh, self-pleasure and masturbation, the more creative you get and the more you mix up your routine, the happier you are with it. Like, use toys. Use different kinds of lube. Do different, do different positions. Like, like, mix shit up. Like, especially, like, right now, it is such a big mental health boost. Get creative. Who gives a shit? You have something in your house you're just going to squirt on? Go for it. Do whatever. I'm, I'm failing to find any fault in this logic. I mean, seriously, like, like who gives a shit? Like, it's, enjoy it's, your body. That's why you have it. Yeah. Make your house a home. Yeah. Like, if you're, you know, you're not bothering anybody, you're not hurting anybody with what you do in, in the privacy of your own home, just fucking do it. If you can get it back out, shove it up your ass. I've done it. Do it. Well, you know, play safe, but you get the idea. <laughs> if, if you can get it out. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. If you can get it out. Hey, if not, you'll have an interesting visit to the doctor's office. <laughs> that you will. Uh, number five. I love this so much. Number five. If Rainbow Dash was a professional wrestler, what would her signature move slash finisher be? I'm not 100% sure like what the name of it would be, but it would absolutely be a like a Lucha Libra-esque, like super high-flying, uh, like, like something like I've... straight out of like New Japan or something like that. Um, honestly, the, uh, 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 the Finn Balor finisher where he kind of like jumps off the top turnbuckle and like kind of stomps on them, but like kind of like falls back at the last moment would be interesting. Um, I've got the oh. name for you. All right. What's the name? Steal it from the first couple of episodes. The fantastic Philly flash. That's actually, that, that is, that, that's really good. I, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but yeah, that's perfect. Um, maybe a uh, top rope Hurricane Rana. Um, sorry, I, 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 I'm kind of a wrestling nerd, so this is like a definitely a question that kind of appeals to my, my like like this is like my cross section of interest. Um, nice, perfect, and uh, ending it on a really good question. What's your favorite meal after finishing a big project? I mean, my like most of my projects nowadays. Um, especially with my roommate working in the living room during the day. Um, and just like, you know, you get older and your schedule changes. Most of my projects end really late. So there's usually not a, usually not a, a meal. But if I, if I finish a, a big, like something really big that I've been working on for multiple days, um, that's usually a, a time to like celebrate and just uh, like, we don't do like super fancy meals if we're trying to celebrate. Like we'll like time for some trash because we don't really eat it. We're trying not to eat it too often. Mm -hmm. So like our celebration meal will be like, uh, you know, Panda Express or Long John Silver or something along those lines. And you know we'll just be sick for the next couple of days, and that's just how it's going to be. Perfect. Honestly, pant. I I prefer uh, some more standard uh, restaurant Chinese food, but sometimes Panda just hits a spot that uh, nothing else can really their, hit. Their Kung Pao chicken is surprisingly, like, outside of the obvious sodium, like, not that bad for you. They yeah. are the Taco Bell of Chinese food. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> that's fine. 
they, they fill that gap. I mean, honestly, as long and since they put calories on everything, just drink a shitload of water to offset the sodium. You're, uh, if you every, put that put it right, Panda's not terrible for you. Every time we we really fall in love with a Chinese restaurant in town, it goes out of business, and it's like I can't I can't do that again. It's like I, it's like somebody that you know, like like they've been widowed multiple times. Like I can't go through it again. It's like Mister Incredible. I can't lose you again. I'm not strong enough. I can't endure another like a, like another place that that will sell me General Joe's uh, tofu. It's really good, and I can't get it anymore. I can't do it. I'll just eat orange chicken from Panda Express every day until I die. I'm sorry. Did you say General Joe's? I. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really love this freedom fries bullshit that we just made up for Chinese. I, I, I might have stumbled over. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what I can tell you. I come from a rural area. Rural. Sometimes my my tongue trips over it. No, so. it's fair. It's fair. I I do it all the time, and it's nice that someone else is doing it for a change. <laughs> Perfect. Also, I've been talking for like an hour and forty minutes straight, and that's kind of not normal for me especially nowadays the cast does that to you yeah definitely so that does it for completely average you move on to uh to best intern alex underscore who asks is it beginning to look a lot like christmas i mean this is texas so absolutely not um you can ask me again in in two months whenever you know we're we're snowed in with no power no heat and and yeah. all that hell yeah, I lived north of Dallas for a couple of years. I understand the sentiment. That Texas that also shit doesn't handle miserable. snow at all. Well, it's it's just literally not built into our infrastructure to handle it. That was why the the like I like people like outside of Texas didn't realize how bad that was because they're only looking at like three inches of snowfall. It's like, yeah, but you know what? We don't have insulated pipes. We don't have a a grid that is designed to handle it like it, no, was, yeah. it was really miserable yeah it was like that time when uh was in the 90s or early aughts that europe got a massive heat wave and like hundreds of people actually died because in northern europe people just didn't need acs yeah like, and, and, it was like and that. that's, yeah like like exactly because like if if other if other areas had like texas heat that would be an issue yeah like like i mean yeah because because i i, I I came from an East coast town that had like a lot of ice and snow. And, and even back home, people were like, Oh, you've been through worse because we'd have like four or five, like feet of snow in the winter. But it's like, yeah. Uh, what if all of a sudden every scorpion in Texas just moved to Pennsylvania? That would be a fucking issue. <laughs> Agreed. The, the mental picture of this, like, Trail of tails. Trail of scorpions just suddenly, like, the scorpions have chosen Pennsylvania. Like, <laughs> they're like any other arachnid, you step on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> makes sense to me. Uh, number two, uh, what are you hoping Santa will bring you this year? Um, I mean, I've, I've kind of just recently kind of started to really re-engage with D&D &D after not playing it in about seven years. So I'm hoping for just a shit ton of fifth edition stuff because what I've seen I really 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 like, and uh, especially nowadays like the like roll twenty and all of the various things that make it easier to run a campaign online. I'm loving it. 
like it would have blown my mind 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping for a shit ton of that stuff. Roll 20 is great. It is. Perfect. And number three, what is the worst thing you have ever had in your mouth? Uh, when I was a kid, a wasp flew in my mouth. No! Oh! Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. And it was at Disneyland. Like, we're, we're at Disneyland, and I was, like, running or something. <laughs> Happiest place on Earth. Yeah, and just this, this No, wasp. most magical. It's the only place you'll eat a wasp. It was, it was uh, uh, rough. And, like, I was young at the time. This actually might be one of my earliest memories. So... <laughs> That's what happens when you anger skirts at, at Disneyland. He, was... will, he will send wasps and put them in your It was rough. <laughs> Did it like sting inside your mouth too and everything? Oh yeah, yeah, it stung the hell out of me. I mean, and you know, you're a kid, like everything feels like the end of the world then. Oh my god. Uh, it, it definitely put a damper on the trip. Christ. Like, uh, did you guys leave the park after that? <laughs> like Oh no, like I mean, you know, we were we were still you know, still hung in there, but um yeah, it was it was definitely rough. You got all those fast passes, you gotta use them. Well, I think this this absolutely would have been before the concept of fast pass. This is like I mean, this would have been 80s, but it was one of those 80s wasps. <laughs> 80s wasps don't fuck around. <laughs> they don't. Wasps then, wasps today. They don't, they don't build them like they used to. These are wasps they're, that came out before the PG-13 rating. They didn't, they didn't take that shit. They're boneless. <laughs> Beautiful Sorry. boneless. Sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> Bone-in wasps. <laughs> Uh, number four. Four. Tell me a funny joke about sandwiches. I I'm so bad at just telling telling jokes. Um, I I'm sorry, Alex. I got nothing. Like I just you see, I got nothing. You you'll have to go uh, sans sandwich. There you go. There's one. Oh, sans sandwich. Sans Undertale. Shut the fuck up. It's a bone-in sandwich. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> How much is too much? When you need to add the excessive tag. To <laughs> that's, that's actually... I'm going to start doing that now. Hi, can I get a sandwich with excessive mayonnaise? Like, we already, we've already asked for uncomfortable amounts of ranch. I've, there's uncomfortable amounts of ranch. Now there's excessive amounts of ranch, or now that I what also gets what also gets the point across in a restaurant is, uh, give me as much ranch as you feel I deserve. Oh God! <laughs> I will say, if I was working in a subway and someone told me that, that is a recipe for them to get no fucking ranch. <laughs> right? I'll have accepted that. <laughs> it's it's like that one. It's like that one Twitter meme where someone's like, man, I just asked for extra mayonnaise, not a McCum sandwich. And they just obliterated the fucking thing with mayonnaise. <laughs> a McCum sandwich. Yeah. I still I'm love that fine. picture. Okay. All right. And that's the end of Alex underscore's question. You move on to Ravage. Ravage, you want to ask your own questions? Uh, sure. Why the hell not? Sounds good. Take it away, sir. <laughs> All right. What's a question you wish people would ask you? Uh, I wish they would ask me, um, Trace, 
where can I purchase your fine selection of books? We don't ask that. Grace, where can we purchase your fine selection of books? Available on Amazon. Pick up. <laughs> I, I already already plugged multiple times. Um, oh, a question I wish people would ask. I mean, I, okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a, uh, kind of like a little bit of a bittersweet thing, but uh, just the other day was the three-year anniversary of Tumblr completely shitting the bed. Um, uh-huh. and, and, you know, kicking all the NSFW creators out. And that really bummed me out because Tumblr had an ask feature. And the ask feature on Tumblr was really oh, good. The ask blogs. I miss those. Like, I, I really enjoyed it because I would get a lot of anonymous asks that would just ask me, like, I mean, like, I mean, I, I make no bones about the fact that I am an, a, 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 like an old, <laughs> like an old bastard in fandom. Like, I am, mm-hmm. I have lived, you know, plenty of years and picked up plenty of experiences and made plenty of fucking mistakes. And it really kind of uh, brought me a certain sense of satisfaction when people would ask me questions about like, um, you know, like everything from like, uh, I'm, I'm considering doing this sexual thing. Do you have any advice for it to, you know, like writing questions or just anything. And curious cat kind of sucks. Like, like the Twitter account or the, the Twitter app curious cat. It's really nowhere near as good as Tumblr's ask. And I also feel that people aren't as proactive about using it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I, I real I genuinely miss those days on on Tumblr when I could like like see an ask and be like I I know exactly how to answer this, and I feel like I'm contributing more than just some dirty stories to like like to the uh the 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 fandom consciousness. Um, yeah, that that, that brought me some satisfaction. I definitely miss those. Yeah, same. I I really like my. <coughs> I, my Tumblr blog for writing while I had it. I probably helped a person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fucking Tumblr. God, fucking Tumblr. I'm still salty about it all these years later. I just miss the porn. I. I. <laughs> I miss it all. Twitter all stuck right. shit. It's so bad. It really is. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's not as good about, like, here, check out these other people that make the porn. It, it's, it's harder. Like, no, it's me. It's all my porn. Yeah, it, it's harder to engage with people. It's harder to have a conversation with people. Um, the the various uh, discourses that I have no interest in engaging with on a daily basis pop up. It's a nightmare. I hate that. That, but but it's a it's a necessity. Unfortunately, well, thinking of an unfor- uh, speaking of an unfortunate necessity, if you were the protag of a displaced fic, what would it be about, and who would you be unlucky enough to be? Um, dis- displaced fic is that like you swap uh, position? So imagine you're cosplaying as Superman, and you are suddenly in Horse Town. What do? You, and you go to Horsetown as Superman, as the thing you were dressed yes. up as. That that is the displaced in Equestria trope. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like a like a. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, jeez, I I don't even, I don't, I don't even know how to answer because the concept of it is kind of new. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I sorry, I got I got nothing because yeah, that, that's a that's a brand new concept to me. 
Wow. Oh, okay. It's it's pretty big on fan fiction. I've I've on my short list I've had the idea of like you're displaced in Equestria, but you're just being yourself and you are sent to Equestria <laughs> as a little bitch. Oh, oh my god. That, that's that's just how everyone <laughs> treats you. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, would have been funnier if you just said uh uh I I cosplay as Diamond Tiara and now I'm stuck in Steven Universe as Diamond Tiara. Oh sure, I okay. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I don't All know. right. Okay. Okay. Stay on target. <laughs> if you or your SO could be any size at all, such as a Lady Demi Dami Mommy or a Renamon esque Iju. What would your dynamic look like? Um, I don't have an SO. However, I think the, uh, if we're talking from a pure logistical standpoint, um, like th this is not, this is not fantasy. This is not wish fulfillment. This is pure. This is what works. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, like any more than like two or three inches difference. Like I, I think, especially as you get older, you're going to run into issues. Um, and because of things we talked about before, like, you know, if you're tall, like, certain things are just literally not built for you. And probably scale mm -hmm. them all down to, like, 5'8", like, something like that. That would be, that would be, uh, <laughs> uh, happy. And like I said, that's, that's not necessarily fantasy booking. That's not, you know, any, anything, you know, really crazy. I think that's, that's the most, uh, the most successful, uh, uh height pairing. Okay. I mean, there's always putting them up on a counter, but okay. <laughs> Not if you're too tall for the counter. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, you're on the counter and the short one's on the floor. See what happens. <laughs> that, That's just denial. That's <laughs> exactly. No, it's teasing is what it is. Please continue. Have you ever released a foot fetish or porn video, and where can your fans find it? I have not, because that is one of the few things that's actually on my uh, will not write list, and it's <laughs> kind of like how really? we. Foot well, it, it's kind of like what we talked about. Uh, we, what we talked about before, where it's like this is this is not a kink that I that I feel that I would be able to write about because it is a kink that I I definitely do not have. And I mean, it's not that I can't write about kinks I don't have, but that's actually one of the ones that I, I couldn't, I, I really struggle to get myself in that headspace. And no shame to anybody that likes it. It's just not my jam. There's a degree where you mm. have to be able to understand, right? Yeah. Like, like, it, like you, could, you could conceivably read my stories, and for how much I mention a character's feet, you would think they fucking hover around like Eva from Wally. Like it's <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, since you like Bible Black so much, this next question should hit us, should hit a spot. Do you read or write snuffles, i.e., gork clop for cute ponies? Uh, I don't. Um, also, like the the gore in Bible Black is not why I like it. Oh. Uh, like I, you know, like the, the I will say, it doesn't really get super gory until the third one, um, sure. until Revelations, um, 
but no, I, you know, it's, I, I, I always take the stance of whatever people enjoy in their fiction, if they're, if they're enjoying it in a healthy way and, you know, they're, they're an adult that is consuming media meant for an adults in a way that, you know, does not harm anybody. Like, oh, harm any real person. You can harm fictional characters however the fuck you want because they're fucking fictional. Um, go, go nuts. So if somebody likes that stuff, go for it. But that is, that is another thing that I'm like, it's just not my jam. I, I, wouldn't, be able to, I wouldn't be able to tackle it in an appropriate fashion. Mm, okay. Favorite MILF? Uh, it's a good one because there, there are a lot of fantastic ones. Um, Celestia is a really good option. So many drinks. Drink. Yep. I mean, I, I will say in, a, in Equestria Girls, she does kind of like seem to be like kind of uh, angled as uh, a little younger than I would have than I would have really liked. Because she seems like a like a cool like I'm like a thirty year old principal and um favorite milk. I mean that that's it's got, a damn shame. I got, just... I got late thirties. I like I always I always thought like you know she was just kind of like the yeah I, I don't know I, I always I always read her as as early thirties but I I read I I read Harsh Winnie as like forty. Yo oh agreed but, agreed and then um, like the the. Cancer lot high or whatever. Oh, uh, uh, you mean oh, principal Crystal Sitch? Prep. Pri- oh, yeah, yeah principal. She's like fifty, I think. I yeah, yeah, I would say so. I really like Principal Sinch, and it was frustrating that everybody seemed to absolutely despise her. And it's like, do you people not get it that you can hate her and still want to bang her? Commission your favorite fan fiction author to do dirty stuff to her. Um. <laughs> Yeah, okay, favorite MILF, as much as it kind of kills me to say it because of certain things that has kind of, like, kind of come out about the company, I, I still got to go back to Jaina uh, from Warcraft because Jaina is a fantastically designed character from an aesthetic perspective. Hmm. Okay, well, I can't fault you for it because I don't know the character. Um, But... Since we are going to run out of time very quickly here, I'm only going to ask two more of my questions. Okay. If you could start an interstellar war between any two factions from any universe or universes, who would they be and why? Uh, the NWO from WCW hmm. and the Borderland Psychos. <laughs> because... I hate the NWO, and I want to see the psychos just completely just demolish them. Wreck them. Good answer. All right. <clears throat> if dick cheese could be blocked and sliced for sandwiches, how much vaginal marinara would we need to spread on our avocado toast to make a fuck trophy? A flushed consolation prize is acceptable, too. Gonna give that shit the hardest of passes. <laughs> all if right you if you don't mind flam i think i'm gonna take lily kuzlin if that's okay please by all means all right and... number one when you uh write do you listen to music and if so what kind uh sometimes i do it, i have to be in a very very specific headspace for it to not distract me um never any music with lyrics it, it's it's far too distracting agreed um i, hmm. I agree with 
I, I do like video game uh, OSTs. Uh, for the longest time, the only one I ever used was the SNES Secret of Mana soundtrack. Okay. Huh. And then uh, the next question is, is there a pony or type of character you prefer to write about, i.e. like Pegasi Unicorn, Buff Elegant, Milf? I mean, I, I guess human, because I mostly write Equestria Girl stories. Um, like, I, it's kind of a cop-out. I just, I just haven't written, written enough ponies for it. All right. If you were suddenly dropped into the world of pony, would you rather stay human and be the matcher scritches, or would you want to become a creature that fits in? I would say creature that fits in, for sure. I mean, I've had enough of this human shit to begin with. Being human's overrated. It, it, just... it, it really is. Just, just give up. No, but I mean, you know, Equestria's uh, got some some cool magical shit going on, and I know people like to live out their fantasies of like, oh, I'm a human in Equestria, and I get to to fuck all of them. I do not think that will work out the way you think it will work out. No, I think they'll be grossed out. Yeah, like that, and the ones happen. you will be fucking are like the 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 creeps, like <laughs> us. Oh no, this works out. <laughs> Um, okay, up next. Uh, what is your theme music? Uh, Volcano by the Presidents of the United States of America. Nice. With... Deep cuts right there. <laughs> All right, up next, we've got, have you read a story that made you cry or feel powerful emotions? Um, I definitely did as, as a kid. Uh, these days, not so much because most of what I read are, uh, graphic novels these days. Uh, just because when you write, like, say, 5,000 words a day, the last thing I want to do is, like, look at a book where all the words are kind of very closely scrunched in. I, I need to get away from the computer, and I need to get away from that format of text. And so, I tend to just read comic books. And they don't, they don't generally make me cry. That's fair. Next question. When it comes to your writings or personal preferences, do you degree of, prefer a degree of size difference among the pony tribes? Uh, this also applies to the EQG's body shapes and sizes. Um, I, I do. I, like one of the, the irritations I have with uh, Question Girls is that like, the girls are all literally the same uniform damn size. Um, I like a little bit of variety. You could also lean that into kind of like the teacher thing where you, know, like you have one character that's very bigger. Um, and kind of, you know, have a, a certain level of uh, kind of like subtle low-key domination just by virtue of that. Or even get a little touch of that thick, like for the thighs, you know? Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... Get some, it, of that, some of that watermelon crush action. Well, and again, like like that's a frustrating thing about Equestria Girls is that the there's really no like thickness to the characters. Um, and that was something that other series did way better. Like the the... Netflix Shira is fantastic in that regard. Like, here's all these great body types that you don't often see in this kind of media, um, and that's why you know, like, uh, like Shira has a lot of great fandom content that is relentlessly horny, and I'm very thankful for it. Yes, thank you, horny viewers. You're what makes the world go round. Well, they had to get rid of those excess Betty spaghetti parts somehow. Next, and last but, cer but certainly not the least, if you can meet one character from the show face to face, who would it be, and what would you do? 
That is a fine question. A difficult so, question. Celestia in so many things. Um, <laughs> well, but, but again, we, we, have, we have to, like, I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of what could I feasibly do. And I do not have the game to charm a principal uh, that has, like, luminescent hair that is constantly moving. That is, that is, like, that, that is far beyond me at my best game. The ability um, to charm a demigod. Yeah, that, that, that shit ain't happening. Uh, oh, uh, I would say that, honestly, I'm going to go with uh, Daring Do. Ooh. And specifically work out some kind of collaboration like you know like uh i bring her books over to to my place or my world she takes my stuff over to hers we get some some interdimensional marketing going okay. i i'm thinking i'm thinking practically other or or timber spruce and the second i see him i just give him the biggest kick to the head that i can manage <laughs> Oh, yeah, what's like it called? It. What's it called? Uh, Billy Jack. Gonna pull some Billy Jack on him. I, I, I I'm not familiar with the term. Okay, so uh, if you have Amazon Prime or even I think it's on YouTube, go watch Major Pain. There's a reference to an old ass movie called Billy Jack, and the guy's signature move is he says, "I'm gonna take this here left foot, put it across the right side of your face." You just referred a 30-year-old... You told me to watch a 30-year-old movie that refers to a movie 20 years older than it. Yeah. Why, why don't you just watch the older movies? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Nah, because Major Pain is so much better. Sure. And I like Damon well, Wayne's acting. <laughs> that's, that's the last question from the thread, so I'm going to hand it back to you, Flam. Looks like we, uh, yeah, we're right on time. That's the end of the line, uh, ladies and gents. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, <laughs> hey, Trace, yeah, so, if, yes. any, uh, if there's any way that someone catches this on our syndicated platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, and they realize, oh, no, I didn't get to ask my favorite writer a cool question, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, my Twitter account is Drace Tales T A L E S one word. Um, you can also just find me on Fim Fiction as a uh, Drace Domino, all one word. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free to reach out, give me a follow. I I appreciate it. Um, my Twitter account kind of serves as my feed for new stories, uh, so you can kind of keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, like that's the best way to to get in contact with me. Perfect. Awesome. Sorry, Flam. Had to do it. It's all. It's all good. Was actually going to say that, but you said it in a more elegant way. I was going to than I was going to anyway. So, thank you for that. And with that, this has been the Barcast. The uh, uh, th just want to say to Drace, uh, thank you so much for tuning in with us for dealing with us for two hours. Very much appreciated. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, it was our privilege and. So this has been uh, Priest, who joined us a little late. <laughs> this has been Milk. Something, something awake. This has been uh, 
Rav. Pizza porn horse. Enigma had a drop off a little earlier because of work, and this has also been Flam and Werfer. Uh, uh, tips the cock. Sure. There we go. Uh, <laughs> tips my cock. Yeah, yes. We have been the bar. We have been the barcast. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you next time on Dragon Ball Z.